three times okay (laughs) (laughs) hello 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 there we go (laughs) and welcome to lmnop the podcast about the greatest show on television on the cw (laughs) that is eventually going to be the best audio show on mm-hmm, the zero mm-hmm. to zero podcasting feed fully like i can't believe you got like the official license from uh, diablo cody to uh, <laughs> to to produce the rejected uh, script for the uh, powerpuff reboot yeah they they listened to the episode of shazam uh-huh. where uh, of the zero to zero shazam episodes where we read the um fan fiction and they got to the part where giga was like Oh yes, Shazam! You're so sexy, the <laughs> wizard. And, and Diablo was like, "That is exactly what Bubbles is supposed to sound like in our reboot." So they reached out to us actually and asked us to please, please produce this. Incredible! I am, uh, mm-hmm. I am so excited to get the role of um, the role of JoJo. It's uh, you know, it's it's really such a such an interesting, uh, challenging role for an actor. You know. Uh huh. Th- because he's a he's villain. He, and he's kind of sexy. He's kind of sexy with it. He can be charming, but he can also be evil. And, you oh, know, yes. it comes from a place of hurt. It uh, mm-hmm. it comes from a place of reverse discrimination, which is so... Um, <laughs> God, I keep forgetting that he says that. Interesting, because you get where he's coming from. It's, yeah, it's awful what they're doing to young good-looking white men who are rich these days is it still was it originally going to be called powerpuff girls because i think i think the current version that the cw is producing is just called powerpuff which is great perfect i have no notes oh just powerpuff i think so i don't know i think the so are they still making one there it's just not this one yeah it has a different script i think yeah the IMDb page is called Powerpuff in brackets TV series. Uh, it's edgy when you name something with one word. Yeah, yeah. When it sounds like it should be multiple, but it's just one. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's different. You know it's not <laughs> fucking. <laughs> so true. Because Elementary isn't a show about a group of people who are called the Elementary Boys, or like that would be cool though. <laughs> The, the elementary kids with a Z. Yeah, and it's all like they're all like uh, from the periodic table of elements, so it's like uh, <laughs> oxygen, nitrogen. Um, yes. Come selenium. on, boron, you're really <laughs> living up to your name today. Fuck yes, it's <laughs> just too many characters. There's a lot of characters. It's true. I, could, I mean, I, I could see it be like a core cast of like I don't know, oxygen, hydrogen. Nitrogen, helium, cal. Yeah, and all of the other ones also exist, right? Like with it's like a Justice League, Mm -hmm. uh, 
Or maybe it's like a Justice League Unlimited situation where it's like <laughs> the different episodes like focus on a different set of characters. But I could I could see it like focus on like the main couple of like kids yeah, and everyone like hates. Yeah, is always there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Oxygen is always there. And everyone hates Oxygen because he's like the boring Archie type character. Um, <laughs> and they want more uh, Selenium episodes. Uh, who's a girl boss? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Selenium. <laughs> Yes, Selenium Dion. Um, <laughs> Fantastic. I could also see, I could see like an Avatar uh, crossover uh-huh. with like Unobtainium. That's good. Anyway, <laughs> we are not here to talk about the elementary kids with a Z. We are actually here to talk about Elementary, the TV show with Johnny Lee Miller, Lucy Liu, and others. And Gina Gershon. Gina Garchon, is that who plays Elena March? Yeah. Ah, she rules. I recognized her. I was very happy to see her. She's just so good. Yes. In this episode, we watched season three, episode one, Enough Nemesis to Go Around. So true. It's true. There's so many of them. I'm your host, Val Flight Cub, and I recognize those moves. Those are single stick moves. <laughs> With me today is none other than the myth, the legend, Janos Kapovari. Fucking magnets. How do they work? <laughs> We don't know. What this episode was awesome. Great episode. This was look. I have only seen like three episodes of Elementary, but this is easily my favorite episode of Elementary. Oh, I um, love to hear it. I my friend who listens uh, like occasionally to this podcast was talking to me last week, and they were like, "Do you like this show?" <laughs> Because, like, last episode, Joe and I were just going off about, like, we fucking hate Mycroft. Mm-hmm. We, like, they the themes, they mangled this and that. And, like, you know, d- are the, is the government good or bad? The show can't fucking decide. And, like, it happens. And they were, like, listening to it being like, you don't have to watch the show if you don't <laughs> want to. I mean, that's the magic of network television is that half the episodes are going to fucking suck. Yeah. And I want them, I, I like rail against the ones I don't like because the ones I do like are so good. And I'm like, you know, I know you can be good. Yeah. This one so, had ever, like, I, I signed up for a season premiere episode because I was hoping it's going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. But this, this one just, I love all these new characters. Look, I love Gina Gershon. I, uh, yes. I love Kitty for the, like, three scenes she was in. Uh-huh. I love this new yeah, thing Watson is doing. She wasn't doing this the last mm-hmm. time I watched this show. Uh, I love yes. how much Sherlock is a freak in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He, this is the episode, yeah, he's like un- unchained from Joan. So he's just like free to be weird again. Yeah. And it just, yeah. Yeah, th- like Kitty is a very immature character. And I think sometimes I let that, annoy me about her when like it's kind of supposed to be frustrating that she's like a you know a rebellious immature one young woman but i forgot that elena march was in this season and i think she's like mostly in this episode but like who knows she's you know she's a big crime boss so she could be anywhere but um yeah i forgot i forgot that this was how the the season started and it rules it rules yeah, I, I was, I was like looking up if like Elena March is like a famous character I should know, but like apparently she's just in this episode for the first time. Mm. Um. Yeah, like she's not part of the, uh, original. Yeah. Yeah, and she's not part, she, she wasn't like 
a big player in the show before this, right? No, no, she never... It's interesting the way they introduced yeah. her because you would think that she yeah. had been in previous episodes if you hadn't seen them. But no, yeah, this is the first... Just that, that classic thing of, how long have we known each other? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just setting the scene, telling everyone. She's so good. Like, they... She is. And they took, like, a seasoned actor to play her and it's mm-hmm. just, like, really really pays off like Gina Gershon's performance is just like so delicious like yes absolutely we actually start with if you want to get into the episode we start with with this scene so Joan is at lunch with this woman Elena March and yeah she's like that classic like crime boss very chill cool like well I don't know what you're talking about but if I did um, I would kill you like (laughs) (laughs) kind of thing so She's talking to Joan, and Joan is like, um, so, like, your your hair looks different. It looks great. You Now that you're running your husband's cartel, I guess you needed a new look or something. Yeah. And Elena, Elena March is like, um, I don't know what you're talking about, and you're embarrassing yourself by trying to convince everyone I'm the cartel leader. And Joan says, that's what you think. <laughs> And so she's like, so you replaced all of the, first of all, girl power. Elena March is a girl boss. Yes. She's, Joan is like, you replaced all the men, all the men in your husband's gang with women. And we thought that you had kept one guy on as the bookkeeper, but it turns out that you had actually just kept him on as a figurehead. And this other woman, literally named Karen, who lives in Connecticut. Karen's be like. Karen's be like. Karen's be like beating the shit out of someone like <laughs> you're two hundred dollars short for the week. I yeah. want to see the manager of this elevator that I'm gonna die in. <laughs> oh, rude. <laughs> Poor Karen. <laughs> so she's this woman who comes in every couple weeks from Connecticut who's staying at Elena's uh, you know, penthouse or whatever, and Joan is like, That's the real reason I asked you to lunch, is because we're arresting her right now. And based on the text I just got you're next and captain comes in and he's like elena march you're under arrest for blah 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 got him i've known someone named karen but like before the whole karen thing took off and like i haven't talked to her since then Uh, i just wonder (laughs) if like her life has changed significantly yeah (laughs) should send in a send a check in hey how you doing with the you know everything going on (laughs) yeah you know, tough <laughs> tough times for Karens out there. And she'll know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. She'll be like, oh, the only thing that's problematic to me right now is that my name is Karen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she'll, she'll remember that thing happening like five years, like four years ago or whenever that started. <laughs> yeah. Karens of the world, take heart. You, you'll be okay. It's not your fault. Not your fault. So then we kind of cut to... A TV where the you know the the person on the TV is like a month ago when Elena March was arrested for blah blah blah, um, and it zooms out and you see that Joan is watching the TV and she is in a new location that we have never seen before. Ooh, yeah. So at the end of season two, she and Sherlock, well, she decided and told Sherlock she was going to move out. So now she's in this brand new airy, beautiful apartment. It's just hers. In New York. In New York City, <laughs> baby. What's her job again? Uh, she's a police consultant. Uh-huh. So that's why her apartment is the size of the friend's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I have no I idea guess. what they make because I'm pretty sure Sherlock did not take money. So, how does? I, I guess Sherlock has clients or something. Too. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure it pays the bills. Um, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because she's watching the TV and the the client is like, "Oh, should I like come back or something?" And she's like, "Oh, sorry, just previous case it turns off turns off the TV." She's talking to this guy who must be one of her like private detecting yeah. clients, who's like asked her to look into these like stolen custom tiles that he bought for his construction building business or whatever. And she's like, "Yeah, the tiles weren't stolen." They never existed. Like, if you look at these pictures from your warehouse, like, these pallets aren't buckling because there's nothing on them. Like, there's no weight on them. So these boxes are empty. Your gambling addict brother, like, faked the shipments, basically. And then she says, like, and here's my fee. Thank you. Goodbye. (laughs) Yeah. I was just just thinking, I'm not sure all these shows need to take place in New York. Like, there's, you know, (laughs) other cities in the world. It's true. But... There's a lot of interesting murders. There's in a New lot York, of crime so. happening in New York. That's true. A lot of crime. Crime capital of the world. Some of it is especially heinous. Some of it is ghost related, probably. Yeah. Some of it is. Uh, 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 they uh, yeah they get away with it and world finance uh. collapses. <laughs> Is that what, Mr. Robot? I don't fucking know. I'm just, I'm just thinking about what crimes can happen in New York, you know? Lots of them, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Robot, I've seen the first season of, and then it, and then it like turned out that yeah. Mr. Robot is like actually the name of someone, and it was like too much for me. Um. <laughs> the reveal at the end of the season, you were like, oh no. I yeah. Can't, I can't do that. It was one of those, it was one of those like, uh, really going for it reveals that I can see why it would work uh-huh. for some people but I was like okay <laughs> yes yes I used to read this webcomic called um, College Roomies from Hell yeah and it started out as like a sitcom kind of like style of just like goofy college roommates and then like one of them gets possessed by the devil or like Great. aliens become real or something and then it's just like that's what it is after that and it was just like this is really interfering with the vibe. You don't <laughs> need to <laughs> subvert everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think the beginning was a fake out and then yeah. this was the real thing. But I was I really like several like dramatic arcs into the comic was like, oh, I this is a different thing mm-hmm. than what I thought it was. I need to stop reading this. wonder if anyway. there's people like getting into Madoka and, and they're like, oh, man, I was really enjoying the magical girl stuff um and now it's about all this trauma (laughs) i don't know madoka but i could believe that it would be i think i I think it was like people people got like subverted uh, with it like when it came out but like by by this point it's Uh, so famous for like being uh, being dark and twisted mm -hmm. anyway so elementary we're half of a scene into the episode yeah sherlock is not here yet Sherlock's not here yet, but we are in Joan's new apartment. Um, it's not the brownstone; it's the blue brick. Um, Stanley Blue Brick. Stanley Blue Brick, name to name to be workshopped. Yeah, um, we'll go with that. So for so far, Joan gets a call from Belle, who's like, you know, our star witness is being a little baby. She's asking to speak to the manager of being a witness. Um, <laughs> Karen needs some hand-holding. Can you come by? And um, 
she's like, yeah, sure. She, so she opens the door. She goes to leave uh, Stanley Blue Brick. And there's just this guy at her door who's like, have you seen a lizard? And she's like, huh? <laughs> I forgot this happened. <laughs> it's so fast. It's so yeah. fast. I don't understand, though, how if you're house sitting for someone, how their lizard could get out. You open the front door of the apartment, you walk in, you open the cage of the liz- for the lizard, and then you walk around and then you're like, oh shit, I forgot to close the front door. Yeah, I like, feel like if you're house sitting, you're not like supposed to open up the lizard cage. No, no. Maybe it's a very smart lizard. <laughs> um, you, got, you, but, you got to take the lizard for a walk. That's, that's part of the job. <laughs> right, right, right. You have to let him roam around the apartment building. And he'll come back. It would be incredibly cute just to just like have a lizard on a leash. Like if, if I saw someone on the, yes. st- on the street like that, I would clap. I love, yes, I love unconventional pets on leashes yeah. <laughs> with with collars. It's it's always good. It's always funny. My my family has birds, and every bird we've gotten a little harness for, and like tried to kind of train them to like the harness. They never do. But wouldn't that be fucking cool? if you had a little bird on a harness on a leash that they could like fly around in a little circle in the yard. Beautiful. I'm imagining it. It would be good. (laughs) (laughs) Let's all take a moment of silence to imagine a bird on a leash. All right. So Joan looks in the utility closet and finds the bearded dragon there. And he's like, wow, how do you know that? And she's like, oh, the pipes get warm. Lizards like warm stuff. I have a turtle. So she has custody of Clyde because Sherlock went to London. Right, right, right. I forgot about that part. Sherlock went to London at the end of last season. So anyway, Joan goes to the hotel and she's like, Karen, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. That's the voice we we all use to talk to Karens. Am I right? (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, they come back with a, you know, complain about their sandwich. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's my bad. I'll replace it for you. So sorry. I, th- I think service workers need to be nicer to customers who complain about their sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because that's not something customer service. That's not co- something service workers really pay a lot of attention to is being nice to c- yeah. customers. <laughs> Who are problematic. So Bell basically condemns these like side characters to death because he's like, okay, you guys go ahead in the elevator. I'll, I'm going to finish up here and I'll meet you there. And then they get on the elevator together and it's like, gee, this character who's, who never got a name and this other character who's only been on, on screen for 10 seconds. I'm sure they'll be fine in the <laughs> elevator by themselves. I mean, come on, come on. It's an elevator. Look, there's no way someone could shoot them in there. Yeah. They say as they walk into the elevator. Um, it's, yeah, so, so, th- Bell is like, this is where we learn Sherlock's in London. And he's like, so six months and Sherlock hasn't reached out to you at all. And Joan's like, yeah, he's on his own doing whatever. And we hear like an alarm and, uh oh, something happened. So the elevator, this is like a classic locked room mystery. The elevator reaches the garage. And when the doors open, Karen and unnamed police officer number one are shot dead on the ground of the elevator. Pour one out for another another one of our boys in blue. Boys in blue. And our ladies named Karen. <laughs> and our Karens. What a loss. Rip. <laughs> Rip. 
to them. Right. So they're at the police station and basically, basically we learn like there's no fucking way this could have happened because no one was in there with them. The elevator didn't stop. Like it took exactly the number of seconds that the manufacturer says it should have to take in to get down to the basement. But the door couldn't have the, the trap door on the top couldn't have opened because there's a mechanism that stops it from opening while the elevator is moving. So what the fuck? I'm confused. Me too. I'm I'm eating my cereal and I'm like, there's there's no way they're gonna solve this one. <laughs> Me too. The cereal's delicious. I think I'm gonna take a big, big mouthful of it and watch the rest of the episode. <laughs> I mean, it's see, okay for two seasons they solved like everything, but this time, uh huh. I mean, they gotta miss one. <laughs> they they, miss. You know, it's it's just statistically like. Improbable that they're gonna solve another one at this point. Yeah, it's got to be the criminal's turn. Yeah, at some point. <laughs> so yeah, this was this was an episode that did not benefit from watching it multiple times because once I had seen it once, even if even though I think I forgot that I had seen it, like the second time I watched it, I was like, oh duh, it's beep, like knew exactly what the what the answer was, but like that's not actually evident just watching it the first time. No, I think that's y- you know. I think that's I think that's kind of that's kind of cool when a when a mystery has like a memorable uh, trick or solution to it. Yeah, I'd prefer that to like uh, oh it's just like this guy. <laughs> it's the random side character we yeah. talk to the first fifteen minutes of the right. <laughs> yeah, I mean in this one we we learn an evil character at the beginning, and then mm-hmm. um, you know, but it's. You know, it's cool because it's still like hard to prove uh, that they have anything to do with it. Yeah, so. it's it's more of the how. Yeah, than the, than the yeah, who. it's a Columbo yeah. type mystery. Mm. Next, Joan has a meeting with the captain and with Elena. I mean, Alana and uh, like Alana's lawyers and stuff. And they're like, look, you have been hounding my client for so long and she's been nothing but nice and you guys are harassing her. And you have to stop. And the captain is like, we're investigating her for murder. Like, that's not harassment. She's a person of interest. And then Alana is like, I got these photos from outside my daughter's school. And it's like pictures of Joan, like in her car and like, you know, making big cartoon looking eyes. (laughs) um, Alana. And uh, so they're like, stop stalking my client. It's creepy. And they leave. Um, and Captain is like, yeah, so she basically brought those pictures to, to show you that, like, she has somebody watching you and, like, she can get to you if she wants. So just be careful. And I, I just, like, I, I thought this scene was cool. It's just, like, like seeing Joan, like, have a theory and, like, chase it down and, like, be determined, you know? Yeah. She's being a detective on her own. She's it's she's awesome. cool. Yeah, Lucy Lou, very pretty. I'm not sure if anyone has said this on this podcast. Oh yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> I, I that is true though. I don't, I you know, I rarely think about it when I'm looking at her. Yeah, um, but yeah, she you probably is. wouldn't notice. It's uh, it's good you know, to think about. It's uh, kind of a kind of a hidden mm-hmm. detail. Yeah. Then, because it's been a month or maybe two since the lizard thing, the guy that we met for 10 seconds and she, like, gave her card to, because she's like, I'm good at finding things. Like, let me know if he, reach out to me if he, like, gets lost again. Uh, That guy's now her boyfriend. So (laughs) they're at the park and the guy comes up to her and is 
you know, like, let's have some fancy lunch that I brought in this nondescript paper bag. And Joan is sitting at a park bench. She's like looking around and she sees this girl, this like young woman, like two benches away from her, like talking on her phone. But like every time Joan looks at her, she is looking at Joan and then like quickly looks away. So Joan is like very suspicious of this. And this is right after Captain had said, you know, like she can get to you, watch your back. The boyfriend is like, oh, well, I texted you. I would be late for lunch, but there's no service in this park. And Joan is like, but that girl is on her phone (laughs) what the hell she be on her phone she be on her phone yeah she's using the power of being a millennial to to be on her phone even without service (laughs) and so she goes up to the the girl and she's like hey i know alana sent you what what are you doing she's like what's your problem and joan is like my problem is that you're following me and I don't like it. And your problem is that I know what you look like now. Ice cold. Absolute bars from Joan. <laughs> Just incredible. Great stuff. Yeah. And the girl's like, you're crazy. And like walks away. feel like Joan won. The- I don't know. I don't know who won this, but, uh, <laughs> you know. Well, if this really was a random person, then definitely yeah. Joan would look very unhinged and paranoid but <laughs> right but we're correct, watching elementary <laughs> we're watching elementary yes exactly so we know that God, that uh, would be funny if they included something like that <laughs> sometime like sherlock just goes up to like a random person on the park like this is the second time i've seen you in three days like back <laughs> off and the guy's like and then they never show up again <laughs> just like a guy that like happens to live near them and like works near them or something god that would be funny so Joan is at the police station. She's using the little police sketch software to make a picture of whoever this young woman is. She's she's playing around with a pit crew. She is making a pit crew, yes. God. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm just picturing if they use pit crews for fucking police sketches. Like, this man is wanted. We don't know <laughs> that he's bi, but we did put the bi flag in the background. Just in case. <laughs> It is the same, it's just 10% less anime. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> yes. it's like, you know, and it's bare bones. Uh-huh. You have to pick which kind of nose it is and what yeah, kind of Yeah, given, uh, given her cat ears. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a little, like, pin they can have on their shirt that says, like, criminal. And the police just, like, pick that every time. <laughs> <laughs> This is the criminal, and this is what the criminal would look like if he had tiger stripes on his face as well. (laughs) And fangs. Fuck yeah, this is the criminal's troll sauna. (laughs) He is armed and dangerous, that's why we picked the pit crew arms that's holding a gun. (laughs) (laughs) And he did have a boba tea in the other hand, so we have, it's both. Oh, fuck. God, that's good. Um... So anyway, now that they're at the, Jonah's at the police station and Captain says, hey, don't get your hopes up, but we did get a tip from a very real sounding person named Montcliff Ecubon, um, who... Guy's been named that. He's German, you know? I mean, I'm sure you've <laughs> met like a million Montcliff Ecubons. Oh yeah, every day. 
Yeah. It's, this is one of those names that like, because there's a difference between like an exotic name and like a name that sounds fake. Yeah. Like, Janusz is an unusual first name, but it sounds like a first name. It sounds real. Like if your name was like Kabavari Ekuban, it would Mm -hmm. be like, hey, no, it isn't. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know? That's not real. If I if I went on here and said I'm I'm Mont Cliff, uh, people would like start getting suspicious after a while. Right, right. It's like you're either a hundred years old or that's a fake name. Uh huh. Yeah. So this Mont Cliff person called in a tip saying that uh, they should look into somebody who checked into the hotel like a day the day before the murder, um, named John Mason because they think it it's actually this guy. Uh, whose last name is Elspeth, and I forgot to write down his first name. Um, I think it was just John. John, another John. John Elspeth, uh, who is an assassin, and according to the note, an assassin in my native Germany. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's how I always talk about Germany. (laughs) Yeah. Is this how people talk in Germany? They're like, there are whispers that he is a high-grade assassin. Um, In my native Germany. Well, you wouldn't say, I think if someone said, in my native Germany, I would be, like, very suspicious of the politics of that person. (laughs) (laughs) Of all the countries to say, to call your native blah, 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 Germany can get away with it maybe the least. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think if you said, like, my native United States, it would be like, hmm. Uh, That's not a thing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess it's because you're, like, in America or whatever, so like someone from, I don't know. Like in Germany, you wouldn't just say you're my native Germany because you're already there. Right, right, um, right. But like if you were in France. Yeah. Is that how people would say it? Is like, oh, my native Germany. And not like my home country. Germany. You'd probably say home country. I mean, it's the same. I don't think there's a German word for like native that isn't just home country. Mm, well, Montcliffe Ecubon says native Germany. So Yeah. Joan is like, well, hmm. I have heard those that name before, Montcliffe Ecubon, somewhere. I'm not quite sure where. And then we go to the Brownstone! <laughs> for the first time in eight months! Whoa. Or for the first time for us since last season. <laughs> not, as, not as long. So the first time in ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Joan goes in and she like goes to turn on the light and the, all the electricity is out and everything is covered in tarps so it doesn't get dust on it. And she's looking around and she she goes to the library, pulls back a tarp and sees a book by A. Ecubon and then another one by Gerald Moncliff or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hmm? these will, in all fairness, like these guys still sound fake. Yes, yes, they do. Yeah, for sure. But it's because they're from like the 19th century or something. Um, yeah, that's that's what they all say. You know? <laughs> they go to a different school. Okay, you haven't met them because they're they're from Canada. <laughs> Men be literally from a different century instead of going to therapy. <laughs> Men will literally be born in 1835 instead of going to therapy. Ugh. Classic men. So (laughs) then Joan hears some like whooshing sounds or something. According to the subtitle, she hears whooshing sounds. And 
she goes downstairs to the kitchen and she sees at the kitchen table i put this in the discord because it's so fucking funny um just this guy sitting at the kitchen table with like a bunch of candles around him like looking at documents or something but he's got a big like like bigger than a scuba helmet like an old-timey scuba helmet like, just this, like, cylinder with, like, two little eye holes and, like, a tube coming out, like, Gonzo's nose coming out of the front so that they, he can, like, breathe out of it. And it just... <laughs> if you remember the uh, classic Nightmare in Our episode on uh, El Origen de los Minions, um, <laughs> that's that's what those, like, uh, those, like, creepypasta-ified <laughs> minions looked like. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. So Kevin is looking at some documents. This is so funny. And he has to like turn his whole body to look at her. And then as soon as he sees her, just like stands up really awkwardly. It's so good. It's so fucking funny. Um, No way to know who this is. No, who could this be in a TV show where the eccentric main character hasn't shown up for like the first 15 minutes of the episode uh, of the season season, uh, premiere episode? Um, Probably random. Probably a random person. It's pro- probably just like what, yeah, like one of those guys. <laughs> walk into the library. There's someone with a weird mask, and he just like, oh, puts it off, uh, walks out of the scene, and then just never shows up again. <laughs> she's like, oh, sorry, I didn't realize there was someone in here. I'll, I'll leave you alone. <laughs> so yeah, so she's like, you can take off the helmet, and he takes off the helmet, and it's Sherlock, and he is fully clean shaven, and it looks just a little super weird (laughs) like you never notice that someone usually has like scruff until they don't have it like did you looking at him were you like he looks slightly strange for some reason that i can't put my finger on i was just like uh i was just thinking about like johnny lee miller having like an incredible hat shape I think I think the clean shaven has brought that out. Like I posted these images of this German comic he reminded uh-huh. he reminds me of, who's like himself a parody of Sherlock Holmes. Oh. Uh so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it's really just like the a guy with like the most angular face possible. Yeah. And the egghead top of head. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny Lee Miller also like the haircut that he has now is like very short on the sides or like almost bald on the sides yeah. and then like sticking up on the top. So it just like even accentuates more like how tall his head is. And the clean-shaven thing is just a little strange. He looks like that on the cover of this DVD I got from the library, so <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I guess this might stay. God. Yeah. We'll see. DVD again. Oh, he does. Ugh, it's no good. In my my (laughs) personal opinion, I don't like it. Is this DVD the entire, all of them, or just this season? Just this season. Just this season. Okay, so he might, but he might keep this for the whole season. Yeah, on the because on the back of the DVD, there's another image that is not from this episode. It still looks like that. So. Mm. Oh, rip. Well, we can't win them all. I assume they like film a bunch of these episodes, like you know back to back so i think like mm. i think you have to have to pick like either clean shaven or stubble because otherwise you, you're not going to film them in order so there's going to be some continuity yeah yeah thing going sure. on no he definitely he never grows a beard yeah I, i'm gonna google johnny lee miller beard after this episode i'm gonna google it right now <laughs> damn <laughs> all right seize the day how's he look 
Um, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I was honestly fucked up a little bit. Uh, is this even him? Like, he looks under-recognizable in this image with a full beard. I'm gonna post this in the main channel here. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Why does he look like an American Mormon man? Oh, Yeah. That's him. That is him. What is this one from? This one is maybe a little bit... Because in this one, he's, like, reading a script, so it's, like, a bit hard to tell. Oh, this is, like, from a different movie he's in, where his, like, beard is a little bit white. Mm. I mean, I'm, this might not be his natural beard color. Like, this might be for a role, but then... Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Why does he... Why does that <laughs> disconcert me so much? <laughs> with the gray beard. It's... It's weird. Fucked up. Johnny Lee Miller with a beard. Very weird. Like, he doesn't look... It's not it's not a bad look, it's just No. He just looks like a different guy. There's also one with like a with like a really bad mustache here if you wanna see that yes, one. Please. Well, it's not the mustache that's bad, it's the soul patch that goes with it. Excellent. Um oh, you're gonna love this one. Ah! <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> no! Not the mustache that goes down past the mouth. What is that called? Handlebar? No. No, the handlebar is where it goes up. This is just the Hulk Hogan minus the the chin. Yeah, it doesn't go quite down. This looks like a press photo, too. This is not like for a... I mean, maybe he was filming actively like in between this or something. That is incredible. But why the soul patch, though? Like... Why unless you un- unless the role you play is like a creep well that's that's what i'm thinking it's gotta be but it is a <sighs> yeah it just like it just helps accentuate how wide the mustache is yeah. like it doesn't do him any favors at all no Ugh. it really doesn't have the right hat shape for this no he doesn't he does not luckily Sherlock does not do any of this. <laughs> <laughs> this is just Johnny Lee being weird. I don't I don't think like any like canonical like Sherlock Holmes had a mustache. Like I feel like it's I guess it's because the original drawings or whatever he was always clean shaven. Mm. He might have he might have worn like a mustache as a as one of his famous disguises that he loves to do, but uh <laughs> I think it's because uh, Watson was usually drawn with a mustache. Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. Sherlock would usually not have one, so mm-hmm. it's like... So you can tell them apart. Uh, exactly. So Sherlock takes off his uh, helmet, which he explains is an isolator from the 20s. It's like meant to help you focus on work. And Jonah's like, don't care, didn't ask, goodbye. And he's like, I'm back in New York. I was gonna, like, I planned this whole thing to say hello, but I guess, you know, I didn't expect you to just, like, come in. And uh, she's basically just like, well, you were right when you left me a note unceremoniously, like, breaking off our partnership. You were right then when you said I didn't need you, and I still don't. So, goodbye. She just, like, leaves. She, like, goes to leave the brownstone. Bye-bye, honey. Yeah. See you. Wouldn't want to be you. Smelly you never. There's no way they're gonna reconcile. Uh, Mm-mm. Also, this serial is the, so the, good. The, the, the remaining, like, four seasons of this show is just gonna be, like, <laughs> Sherlock and Joan not talking to each other. Completely separate A plot and B plots. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not alternating episodes. It's just every episode. It's 20 minutes of Sherlock doing something and 20 <laughs> minutes of Joan doing something, like, intercut. Yes. Um... Yeah, so 
Next, we go to the police station and um, <laughs> Sherlock pops into the captain's office and he's like, hey, captain, sorry to see that you're divorced, but congrats on your new girlfriend. If she must be like five, nine ish blonde hair. And captain is like, wow, you're so impressive. Why are you here? <laughs> I just, I, it, he's so awkward. This is such a weird way to say it. Like, just, just to be like, yeah. sorry, you're divorced. Like, no one told you that. Just don't talk about it. You know, no one else has brought it up. I love to do this. <laughs> I'm sure all the other detectives in the squad saw that he's not wearing a, mar- a, a wedding ring anymore and were just like, He'll bring it up if he wants to bring it up. You know. (laughs) Don't you love to like. Go like embarrass your. uh, Acquaintances like in front of everyone for. Mm -hmm. uh, For their like private lives. Yes. Hey dude I saw your girlfriend like kiss some other guy. Um, are you, are you in some type of, uh, some type of poly arrangement that I didn't hear about? Congrats if so, and if not, dang. Oops. <laughs> it's so weird, because it's like, he's not showing off. Like, he just, this is how, it, like, he knows these things from looking at the captain, so he's just, like, commenting on them. And he's, like, trying to be, like, a good friend, like, oh, sorry to hear about your divorce, but, like, congrats on the new girlfriend. And just, like, <laughs> it's like, he didn't say anything about it to you because he didn't want to talk to you about it not because he knew you would know whatever anyway so (laughs) sherlock says there were creative differences with mi6 um and captain is like oh you got fired cool he's basically he's just asking for his old job back and captain is like look we aren't friends i'm not like i wasn't like sad when you left because you you know like didn't give me a hug or whatever. Like, I don't really care. Um, if you want to come back, you can. The work just has to be there. And also, I care about Joan because I am friends with Joan. So if she's okay with you coming back, you can. But if she's not, then you can't. Like, sorry. And then he teases, also, there's been a change in the way I work, Captain. Dot, dot, dot. What could that mean? We have no way of knowing the beginning of this season that we've talked about how he gets a new <laughs> new partner in this season. Could be anything. I'm so glad that Belle is in this episode more. Belle and Joan go to Elspeth and they're like, we know that you checked into this hotel under an alias. Why were you there and why were you under an alias? And he was like, oh, you caught me dead to rights. I guess I have to tell you the truth. Which is that I was there to do sex. Okay, bye. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is such a, like, I feel like <laughs> assassins are going to have such a tough time if slash when sex work becomes legal because he's, like, it's so easy to just be like, oh, well, I was under a fake name because I was hiring a sex worker. Uh, that's the crime I was doing. So Yeah, maybe it's the assassin lobby that is trying to like stop that from happening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess they'll just have to switch to I was having an affair, but then you have to have a cover marriage that you kind of <laughs> care about. 
It's like much God. more work. It's getting harder every day to be an assassin these days, and I think mm-hmm. they're not getting the respect they deserve for <laughs> uh, for how tough their job is getting. So, yeah, it's really gl- good that they have such a strong union. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that like Moncliffe Ekiban in his note said that was this: this assassin has checked in to a lot of hotels around the world at times where there have been like exotic murders under the names of different killers. But they all started with the name John. Mm. And so Joan is like, how come you checked into these other hotels doing that? And he's like, well, they're all famous Johns. It's my sense of humor because a John is a person who hires a sex worker. So funny. Pun. Uh, they just happen to also all be killers. <laughs> yeah. So so Bell is like, well, we want Alana. So you have a, an opportunity right now to rat and get a little bit of leniency for all of the other crimes that we know you did if you talk to us. And this guy is, I mean, you know, he's an assassin, so how much charisma can he really have? But he's, like, very, he's very obviously, like, suspicious. Like, he's just like, well, I didn't do those things, so if that's all, I'm going to walk you out now. Goodbye. Yeah, he's extremely like that. <laughs> he is like that. When they leave, Belle is like, well, I don't know who this Montcliff Ecubon is, but I would love to buy him a beer and go on a romantic date with him. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be so upset when he finds out. <laughs> it's just like that Pina Colada song, you know? Where it's oh my like, god. Oh, e- e- even without knowing who it is, you're still in love with the same person. <laughs> It's like, dang, this Moncliffe Ekiban sure is one hell of a detective and a, a handsome, sexy guy. I've been hearing that song so much recently, <laughs> really, uh, because I've uh, I've been uh, I've been going to dance practice again, and that's like one of the one of the like four samba songs that we have. <laughs> oh, okay. So <laughs> it's like, which one is samba? Is it easily the one explained? that is like the one that has like a boom, 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 boom beat? Huh. You like pina Yeah. I'm doing a lot of like it's, math um, in my head right now. I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> it's some some way interesting because because uh, like there's this like beat that's always on the one and then but then the the steps you need to do like on like between the beats or something. So it's mm-hmm. like it's the the actual math of it is like if you think about it, it's gonna become very complicated. So. You just... <laughs> Just don't think about it too much, I guess. You just gotta feel it yeah. on your feet. But anyway, I'm really sick of that song now. <laughs> That's fair. Write more samba songs, pop singers. Just be normal to your wife instead of like going through this whole elaborate uh, <laughs> cheat on her, but it turns out I we're not unlike each other. How do you get married in the first place if you don't know if you don't know like <laughs> the basic things about each other? Right. How do you write a classified ad asking for all the stuff that your spouse likes. <laughs> you know, real. You don't think to ask them first? Come on. How do you... Do? I mean, it's... It, in a way, it is realistic that, like, you know, before I had a girlfriend, like, every time I, like, went on a dating app, like, all the profiles were like, I like gin and tonic and uh, Marvel superhero movies. Like, it was always, like, the <laughs> most basic stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's true, yeah. I love to listen to music. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's like yeah, on, on Tinder you have to like choose your like passions, and it's it's mm-hmm. just gonna be shit like music, drinking, uh, fitness. <laughs> fitness, yes. Oh God, yeah. I really respect the people whose profiles say things like, "My hobbies include reading, hanging out with uh-huh. my friends, uh, watching TV." That's very yeah uh, unusual. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, we're n- none of us are doing stuff. Like, I I like to watch TV in my home. Yeah, and you have a you have a podcast about it, so I do, I do. You have two podcasts about it, which means I have to watch at least one episode of TV every mm-hmm. one to three weeks. <laughs> yeah, but like uh, the podcaster's curse is that you can't be like, yeah, I watch a. Uh, I watch a DC superhero <laughs> movie like every month and I hate to do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I watch Zack Snyder's Watchmen. <laughs> I have a yeah, I have a podcast where we watch Zack Snyder's Watchmen and then we talk about anything else that we can think of instead of the movie. I've had like situations when I got into like people talking about just like books i like to read and they then they were like you know talking about you know i like fantasy books and they were like oh have you read the name of the wind <laughs> i don't want to like explain that i did like a whole podcast about how much i d- don't like it <laughs> you're just like uh no i've never heard of it actually yeah tell me about it <laughs> I should, I should, I should, I should do that because I, I would love to hear why people like it. <laughs> yes, yeah. You can just kind of like look like the vain kid and just not saying anything when they're like, "I love this part about it and this thing." Like, oh, you don't find that super annoying, interesting? Yeah, okay. I don't think they'd be able to tell tell you what they like about it though, because it's like a book that you like that that tell like a general vibe that you're like you can be like, oh yeah, I enjoy reading this. Uh, and then you're not going to remember anything about it. Like, I think, I think that's the most, the most likely thing that once they have to come up with like particular <laughs> things they like about it, they're not going to be like, it's going to be like, it's so well written or it's, uh. I liked, I liked that I was reading a book. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> okay. Elementary. Joan walks away from Belle. She's going off to do her own thing. He's going to go follow up with Japan about these other hotel rooms that Elspeth has checked into. And this young woman is following her again. So she rounds a corner and the girl rounds a corner as well. But then Joan's nowhere to be seen until Joan is behind her with a baton. Whoa. She like extends. Yes, it's awesome. This is pr- it's pretty epic. She's like, why are you following me? So, or something. I don't know. I don't remember what she says, but she's like, we're going to fight with batons now. Because the, <laughs> the, the other woman pulls out a baton, as an expandable baton as well, and like flicks it open. And honestly, that would have been my first tip off. <laughs> like, I would have been like, oh, do you work with Sherlock? <laughs> but they fight. Uh, she works with the other baton guy. Yeah, yeah, right. They're just really in fashion in New York these days. <laughs> it's you, you wouldn't understand it's a New York thing. <laughs> I wouldn't, yeah. Bodegas and batons. Mm-hmm. People that aren't from around there just don't get it. Yeah. And so they fight, and uh, Joan is like, wait, you were using single stick moves. How do you know single <laughs> stick moves? <laughs> and just, no, they weren't. <laughs> they were doing this, the like, classic, like, fake sword fight thing of just yeah. like whack whack 
whack, whack. But anyway, the she's like, oh, you're not working for Alana. You're working for Sherlock. And this woman says, I don't work for anyone. I'm his new partner. Yeah, she's British. She's British! Her accent before was fake. So we cut to the brownstone. Sherlock is talking to who we now know is Kitty. I mean, we, you and I have always known it's Kitty, but... I've, I've known it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you're smart. That you're just yeah. perceptive. If you so. look at the, the one of the special features on this DVD I got from the library is mm-hmm. um, here. Are the, here are the special fe- features, right? The first one is Watson style. <laughs> Watson style. <laughs> and then, the, and then the second one is oh, Hello Kitty. <laughs> oh, Watson style like her clothes, <laughs> not like we're gonna solve this mystery. Watson style. <laughs> oh, <Opa> Watson style. <laughs> That's the episode title. (laughs) Perhaps. There's been a lot of bangers already. So they cut to the brownstone where Sherlock is talking to Kitty and he's like, so you lied? You told her you were my partner, which was a lie? And she's like, it's not really a lie. And Sherlock is pissed because he's like, I told you to stop following Joan. Like, she saw you. Stop fucking, what are you doing? And Kitty was like, I wanted to learn, like, what made her so special? And it's like, for somebody who's training to be a detective, she's, like, not very perceptive because... No. She looks like Lucy Liu. There, that's mm. that's what she has that no one else has, okay? And also, she's, like, smart and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> she's good at being a detective. Kitty is like, she was the original model. I want to see, like, what makes her so great, that, you know, what she has that I don't have. And she looks like, she has training is what she has. So... That's if you want to, you know, if you want to be like her, you have to listen to what I'm telling you. I don't know. I uh, I, I, I like Kitty because she's like set up as this character that I feel like we're supposed to hate or like who who came in, you mm-hmm. know, uh, to, to replace Joan. So she's not going to be as good. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, I respect that. Like, yeah, I, it's not her fault. <laughs> yeah, I definitely I think part of the reason that I, I like don't like her as a character is like because I am watching her being like, you're not Joan. Yeah. Go away. Which is like how you're kind of supposed to feel better. And then you start to like her more when you get to know her better. Speaking of Joan, Joan is at the hotel where the the crime happened again. And uh, she presses the button for the elevator and the doors open. And Sherlock is in there with like some strings across the whole thing from like the track of the bullets. You know, he's like, oh, Joan, please come in. You're coming to come to look at the elevator with me. She's like, No. And she's like, I told you to butt out of my case. Like, what are you doing? And he says, <laughs> a detective only comes across so many locked room mysteries in their lifetime. I've only had seven. <laughs> Joan's like, oh, only seven? That's, uh, your life's so hard. So she's like, I'm not here to look at the elevator. I'm here to look at the room. And he follows her to the room while, like, talking at her, basically. And we get the story of, like, what happened in the between the seasons, basically. He explains to her that he had secreted away some heroin in that little book that we saw in the previously on, you know, the hole in the book. He was like, I, you know, I took it as a test to see, you know, if I could get even closer to it without without breaking my sobriety. And then you said you were going to leave. And I was sad because I knew I was going to fail the test. So instead, he ran away. He moved to London to get away from 
the brownstone and the heroin that's in the brownstone. And Jonah's like, right, because that's the only place that there's heroin in the whole world. It's true. <laughs> that was it. That was the last of it. <laughs> they flushed all of the rest of the heroin down the toilet. He was like, yeah, it was just a, a new test, you know. Then he just goes on to enthusiastically explain something pretty rude, <laughs> I think. He's like, well, Joan, I realized that the thing that I cared about with our partnership, it's not because you're special, Joan. I didn't care about losing you. I cared about losing a student. I'm a mentor. I'm meant to teach people. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Just who would want to be told that? Like, I realized I could replace our relationship. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's, he's being rude a lot in this episode, you know? He is. It's, yeah. Yeah, oh, he says, to the, he says to the captain at one point, he's like, I'm sorry, I was only thinking about myself and, you know, not about other people. <laughs> the captain's like, oh, it must have been a day that ended in Y. Yep. <laughs> Yikes. What a guy. So, so that's why he has Kitty. He realized he can just teach anyone. It because... doesn't matter, you know? Yeah, Joan was just, uh, you know, she was just there to be mentored. Mm-hmm. It could be anyone. She's just, uh, the, the crossword loves doing this shit with, like, tutee and mentee. <laughs> <laughs> to be a, t- a 2D. <laughs> uh, and in this scene, um, again, not a lot of people have noticed this, but Joan looks amazing. Her hair is just, like, a tiny bit messy in a way that it usually never is. It's usually, like, very sleek, and in this one, it's just, like, a little frizzy or like musty or something and i was just like oh my god she's so pretty (laughs) (laughs) not many people will point this out but people are afraid to say it yeah but i'm i'm here to say the the truth (laughs) so brave thank you thank you this is the bravest elementary podcast it is i know that for a fact is there another one have you ever looked if there's like i have looked it's hard to see if there's another elementary podcast oh because it's search yeah i see yeah the seo is not i see the problem (laughs) a lot of stuff about like teaching your abcs yeah fuck yeah the the closest thing i could see i could find was a a podcast once where that was like about sherlock more generally and then Uh they watched the elementary pilot and talked about it but that was the only one they watched and i was listening to the episode just like you have to keep watching it gets better (laughs) (laughs) their relationship evolves obviously anyway yeah, uh, Joan is looking at the crime scene, you know, they're in the bathroom and stuff, and he's sitting on the shower bench, and she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, you have to get, you know, you have to get alternate views sometimes of the crime scene. You gotta be, you gotta sit in all the different angles. So then, time passes, and that's the brownstone again. Joan is at the brownstone. Kitty opens the door. She says something rude. I don't remember what she says, but... Something British. <laughs> something British, something punky, and Joan is like, well, Sherlock invited me here, so... I'm just going to come in now. And Sherlock has developed a theory. So they he's made this little diorama to explain uh, what he thinks, what they think happened. So Sherlock is like, well, this was actually, this theory was actually based on a question that Kitty had, which was, why would this prolific assassin use armor piercing bullets when... They're not going to be wearing bulletproof vests in an elevator. You know, it's just an elevator. Yeah. Interesting. And it's because 
armor-piercing bullets are magnetic. What? What? There's no way you can find a magnet big enough for that, though. Mm, That's what you think. (laughs) And yet, 10 days before the shooting, or the bullet moving... Because basically what they, you know, he was on one side of the the wall of the elevator and turned this big electromagnet on and the bullets got pulled by the magnet from, you know, a little spot that they had been like kind of shoved into the the elevator wall and then like pulled through their bodies. This is so fucking goofy. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> They're trying to figure out, you know, yeah, they're they're imagining that the bullets got pushed, but they actually got pulled. Ridiculous. So, um, 10 days earlier, this huge magnet had been stolen from, like, some physics lab or something like that. And there was a guard that, like, interfered with the robbery and got killed. And so that guard's blood got fingerprints in it and the captain is like just so you know like blood is just as good as ink at almost as good as ink at capturing fingerprints so we have the fingerprints of whoever did this and uh they're saying this i think to elspeth and then he's like well you still don't have anything goodbye (laughs) (laughs) he just leaves so He's like the least, because like there's a type of villain who at this point will make a, like a big show about like uh-huh. how uh, how much they still have the upper hand. Uh-huh. Uh, this guy is just like no, just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, he's like I don't want to, <laughs> so I'm not going to. How about you don't arrest me? <laughs> Counterpoint. <laughs> what if you didn't? So yeah. Oh man. So now we get another. Elena March scene. So Joan and, and Elena are eating lunch at the same restaurant. Elena's like, you invited me to lunch, so I'm going to invite you to lunch. And there's the same little tray of buns on the table. Um, I don't know. It just really stuck out to me. I was like, they filmed <laughs> this on I did not notice s- that. They filmed this on the same freaking day. <laughs> God damn. I'm sure it was the like complimentary bread that comes every time you have lunch there. But mm-hmm. I was like. I know they didn't get new bread. See, this is uh, this is why you come to uh, to to LMNOP as like as your elementary mm-hmm. podcast of choice because uh, mm-hmm. we notice the 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 little bread details. Do I understand themes and how they're deployed in <laughs> media? No. Do I see bread? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Elena says. She's like, I wanted to give you a little tip. I heard of this like totally random guy named Sosa Romano or Romano Sosa or something. And I heard you're like looking for someone who stole a magnet. You should like, I don't know, like you should check his fingerprints. Just like random hunch I have. And Joan is like, oh, you made your henchman steal the magnet. And that's why Elspeth's fingerprints aren't going to match the like bloody fingerprints that we found in the scene of the theft. Hmm. Interesting. I think if your name is Sosa, there's like no way you're not a criminal. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think people in real life are named Sosa all the time, but <laughs> people on crime shows, yeah, you 100% did it. You did something. <laughs> Nobody's ever like, the victim of this crime, Ramon <laughs> Sosa. Right. Or, or if it's the victim, it's because he was also like a drag <laughs> boss. Right, right. He was killed by another criminal. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Justice for Sosas of the world, of the real world. Mm-hmm. They're uh, the most oppressed after the Karens. Yes. It goes reverse discriminated against white guys. <laughs> Karens, Sosas. Yes. <laughs> and then um, Elena says some, some stuff that, you know, a person who is not a cr- crime boss would definitely say. Things like, I really thought you would be in that elevator with her. Like, I really thought that. What if the person that had her killed was, like, counting on you being on the elevator, too? Hmm. Hmm. Food for thought. And Jonah's like, cool, I'm leaving now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. So just some casual death threats, you know. It's it's just a thought experiment, experiment, you know. Yeah, it's like wild. Imagine you would have died. Yeah. yeah. What if you? Uh, what if you were there when Shinzo Abe caught that bullet? <laughs> Makes you think. Would that increase the birth rate in Japan? <laughs> Jonah's home, and ding dong, there's a visitor at Stanley Bluebrick. Sherlock is there, and he's like, "I got you a housewarming <laughs> gift," and he's holding a like pack of like. 10 plastic coat hangers with like some ribbon on it (laughs) very funny yeah he's like not a lot was open (laughs) that is relatable though yeah i I, honestly like since 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 i work like 40 hours uh i just i just never have time to buy anything go out and buy clothes hangers yeah yeah or do you mean to buy exactly i can only buy clothes hangers yeah (laughs) here i got you a housewarming gift it's uh this lamp i don't use anymore <laughs> enjoy it's a can of red bulls <laughs> <laughs> yes uh so sherlock is like i know how hard it is to like have a nemesis so you know it was useful for me when i had a nemesis to um to use you as a soundboard so if you want to use me as a soundboard you can and jonah's like well you broke up with me so i don't need you anymore actually so she's like, you know, I've gotten used to working on my own. He's like, okay, well, if you ever want to, I'm here. I miss you. He also mentions that they found out that the 20 Tesla electromagnet that was used weighs about a ton. That's very heavy. It's a lot. I I would not be able to carry that. Me neither. somebody, Somebody I follow on Twitter today was saying that they bought a box of a ton of Three Musketeers bars. Uh-huh. And for like half a... Like for a second, I was like, oh my God. One ton? Like you got you got 10 pallets of Three Musketeers bars for yourself? That's too much candy, my dude. You gotta... <laughs> you gotta rethink your life choices there. Yeah. Yeah. Then I was like, oh. You're... You mean figuratively. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully. I mean, I don't know. They didn't clarify, so... Mm-hmm. So he also he also mentions that he's like I thought you'd want to know that, um, and she's like Yeah, well you could have texted that. Thank you. 
Thank you for the clothes hangers. Thank you so much for the clothes hangers. I didn't have any of those in my house. It was very (laughs) stressful. Because Joan is definitely someone who would not have the right number of clothes hangers for clothes. Like, she's got her shit together, okay? So then she goes back to looking at the security footage for the hotel, and she sees footage of the guy checking in with his two huge suitcases and video of the guy checking out with his two suitcases. But when he's checking out, somebody, like, walks near him at the counter and, like, accidentally bumps one of his suitcases and it, like, flops over really easily. Almost as if it doesn't have half a ton of stuff in it. How interesting. So this is Mm. the time for a poolside parlor room reveal sort of <laughs> so um Ilana March is rich and she in is. case you didn't pick that up from the other scenes she is here by her pool at her mansion in her mm-hmm. horse riding gear because she's it, it's very hot she's having a poolside marg on the you know, as she gets ready to ri- go riding a horse. Look, Gina Gershon looks great here. She does. She's got a little neckerchief. Yeah. It's excellent. So, yeah, so they tell her that uh, they freaking got her. Basically, what they finally piece together after seeing this suitcase thing is that this magnet, this electromagnet, weighed, you know, a ton. So he got parts of it shipped to him at the hotel. And then the rest of it, he brought in almost two huge suitcases. But then once the murder has happened, you know, everybody is running around the hotel, locking it down, like nobody can get in or out, blah, blah, blah. So you can't take like a ton of electromagnet out of the hotel, just like casually <laughs> or, or quickly. <laughs> I would be so stressed out if I had one ton of electromagnet with me. <laughs> it's not something you do lightly. No. I'd be freaking out. Uh, so instead, he left the magnet in the hotel. And the place that he hid it was that shower bench that Sherlock was sitting on in an earlier scene. Damn, it all comes together. Chekhov's shower bench. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he had, like, you know, used a power tool or whatever to, like, chop off the top of the bench and then put the magnet parts in there and and close it up. And she's like, you know, it's the kind of thing that you wouldn't notice unless you were really looking for it. Like how some of the grout was just a little bit whiter than the rest of it. Almost like it was new. And he was so thorough. I don't... I don't know that this makes sense. I'm not sure. The killer put... His gloves that he used when he was touching the electromagnet, he he took them off so that his fingerprints couldn't wouldn't be on the magnet. But he took them off and he put them in the shower bench also. Uh-huh. Why would you do that? Um throw them in the trash. Bring them with you. Yeah, the shower bench is like not the best. It's like right next to the murder weapon. Here's my gloves that I use to hide my well, fingerprints from the murder. Every, weapon. Everyone slips up every once in a while. I he guess. got cocky. Yeah, he had a bad day. <laughs> he was distracted. Yeah, we've all been there. Look, we've all 
remembered to wear gloves, but then like forgot to get rid of them in a way that makes sense. You know, <laughs> it's, it's it's one of the more advanced parts of when I'm doing, when I'm doing the perfect crime. Mm-hmm. You know, have you seen Hitchcock's Rope, the movie mm-hmm. Rope by Alfred Hitchcock? In which the two guys are like, there's there's like two guys are trying to do the perfect crime. Mm-hmm. And uh, to prove that they did the perfect crime, they like invite a bunch of people uh, at the crime scene with the with the body still hidden and for 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 a dinner. Uh. And and one of them gets like re- really cocky because they they hide the corpse in like this box, and then they put the box like in the middle of the room, and uh, or like uh-huh. this chest in the middle of the room, and dress it up as the table, and put put all these plates uh-huh. on it and then for the rest of the movie every single guest comments on it like it's a very weird chest <laughs> to have like here in the middle of the room why would you eat from this <laughs> and they're all just like don't worry about it <laughs> it's normal it's fine <laughs> it's what it's everyone eats normal. from this is my favorite piece of furniture and this is how we use it every time yep wow yeah, I mean, I think he was really counting on nobody ever opening the shower yeah, bench. probably. Because then it's the perfect crime of there's no evidence of you even doing anything it's the, that might... Yeah, but like, for a perfect crime, you'd have to, like, have the evidence of the place where, like, no one can find it, right? Like... Mm-hmm. It's just, like... The gloves are the only thing that connect him. Because Belle also is like, we took the fingerprints from inside the gloves. If the gloves are the only thing that connect you, because they could also have, like, even if you didn't know about the fingerprints thing, they could have skin cells in them or something. Uh DNA is everywhere these days. DNA is everywhere. If he had put the gloves in his pocket and then he was leaving and then they arrest him or something Mm -hmm. on suspicion of being connected to this, right? And he's got the gloves in his pocket. They're not going to take it out and like, beep, 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 beep. Oh, you have electromagnet juice all over these gloves. Like the only thing that the gloves have connection to is him. They're, they, they're not covered in something that would connect it to the electromagnet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> what? whatever. It's almost the perfect crime, except that Joan was there and also Sherlock. Yep. If it weren't for these meddling kids. If it weren't for these meddling adults. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, we got him. That's it, at least, you know. Of course, Sherlock had to come in and, like, figure it out. But actually, no. Sherlock had a had a useful part of it. But Joan did seal... She, like, she solved it the rest of the way. Yep. Yeah. So now it's time for one last, last little bit. Um, One last little ending stinger. (laughs) This one is about the characters. Mm, One of my favorite uh, things to have in a show. (laughs) Top three for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I like when a show has people, places, (laughs) and things. The doorbell rings at the at the brownstone. And Sherlock's like, "Kitty, can you get it?" And she's like, "You handcuffed me down here." And he's like, "Ugh, you're still handcuffed. Like, come on, you should have broken yourself out by now." Uh, <laughs> what a <the> freak! <laughs> it's part of the training. 
Why do people let him do this? <laughs> if you're smart enough at your job, you can do a lot of weird ch- shit. Apparently. I feel. I feel. I feel like this goes against like some workplace. Like, uh, oh yeah, you know. Well, he's not creating ten ninety nines for these people. <laughs> <laughs> they just live at his house. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, isn't the only way to get out of... Well, he must have given her a paperclip or something, too, to, like, break out of the handcuffs, because the other way to break out of handcuffs is to dislocate your thumb, so... Mm-hmm. I doubt he's, like, making her <laughs> Maybe he was banking, banking on her being able to do that. <laughs> he's like, I thought you were triple-jointed. Fuck. <laughs> Did you lie on your resume? <laughs> your resume for mentee. Yeah. So, Joan is there. And she says, I've thought about it. Oh, because Sherlock had told her, you know, Captain says I can come back, but only if you let me. So Joan says, listen, you can come back. You can be a consultant and you can work with Kitty even. I don't care. Um, We just we won't be partners. You know, we'll just work at the same place. And like, if you want some consultation here and there, you know, if you're ever stuck on something like I'll be here, you can help me. I mean, I can help you. (laughs) You can ask me for help. Sounds great. Yeah, so this is... I'm still eating cereal. They're ne- they'll never reconcile. They'll never be partners again. They will never be partners. On the on the DVD cover, they're like both in frame and like in a pose where it's like, you know, <laughs> these are two people working together, but... Uh, no, yeah, they're just coincidentally in the same place. Yeah, <laughs> they just walked into the same frame. Someone <laughs> took a photo of them. And... Awkward. Yeah, they like both photobombed each other. <laughs> Joan is like leaning with like her elbow to this like thing on the side and Sherlock is sitting on the couch in front of it so mm-hmm. yeah they both just jumped into those positions <laughs> I once tried to photobomb a, a picture but it was uh, dark and so they had this flash on the camera that was like multiple flashes Great. and I like leaned in for the picture like a couple flashes went off and i leaned back out and then the picture was taken (laughs) (laughs) Uh just like wait what (laughs) very discombobulating so then joan leaves and kitty pops out for a second and she's like wait like thank you first of all thank you for saying i could keep learning under sherlock but also like why did you you know give up your life to to learn to be a detective with him and Jonah's like, well, I guess I didn't think of it as leaving something. I thought of it as moving towards something else. So true. Yeah, which, you know, she didn't really like her. Apparently, she didn't like her old job that much. So damn, what is she leaving behind? And then she's like, how about you? Like, what are you, you know, why did you agree to be his 2D? And Kitty <laughs> very <laughs> convincingly goes, oh, yeah, I'm moving towards something, too. <laughs> I don't have a tragic backstory. Yeah, I just wanted to hear what you say. What you say, so I, so I, I say, yeah, the same thing for me. Yeah. So that's mysterious. Who knows what will happen with that? We'll, um, we'll never find out, probably. We'll never find out, and I definitely didn't already talk about it last episode. <laughs> so, okay. Now it's time for questions, because the episode of Elementary is open. Nope. Nope. It's um, it's now the it's other like, thing. 
over. It's over. <laughs> yes. Elementary, the episode, we've finished it's watching closed. it. It's closed. It's closed. Exactly. But what is open is the discussion on Discord, the Elemental mm-hmm. P Discord, which is linked in the episode descriptions, where I'm there. We're going wild on this one. Yes. Janos is in the Discord too. I'm here. All kinds of people are in here. There's uh, four different emojis of Johnny Lee Miller making the same face. <laughs> two of them are smiley and two of them are frowny. But yes. There's one called was- Grumpy and one called Grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking today that I should get rid of. I should consolidate those to just Grumpy. I mean, it's not like... You know, the emoji slots aren't, like, filling up. <laughs> you know? I, I could add some more, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if yeah, you have any emojis you would shades. like to use, hit me up. I will add them. Would you use mood if it was in the in our Discord? I mean, you have to you have to come up with a... You have to make, like, uh, Johnny Lee Miller make mood face. Just give him the... Give him the exploding eyes. You know who I bet would make mood face? Uh-huh. The captain. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> that's good. The captain, when Sherlock has told him some other fucking law that he's broken to solve the crime, uh-huh. and Captain's just like, <laughs> whatever, whatever the sound is for a mood face. Okay, I'm gonna do that. that's the official sound of mood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing that. Excellent. <laughs> so, also at the Discord is uh, where we ask people to ask us questions. Once again. We got some questions from Eris, friend of the show, who is, I think, going to be on, like, pretty soon. And Eris says, okay, I rewatched the episode, which was actually a mistake, because, if anything, I forgot how great I think season three is. <laughs> Not sure how that would be a mistake. That just means you have more elementary That sounds like a good thing. <laughs> sounds like, yeah, a great thing. Oh, because uh, earlier, Eris had also said, uh, I'm going to watch rewatch the episode and see if I can... Uh, so that I can restrain myself to one question. Oh, I see. <laughs> that, <laughs> that didn't did work out. That's fine. <laughs> but we love them. Okay. What do you think about the way Sherlock and Joan interact in this episode? And do you think the break was good for them? Well, I don't think Sherlock handles in a very healthy way. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Sherlock handles most things in a healthy way. That's true. Yeah. This was also... They don't mention it at all. But the last thing that happened in last season was also Mycroft faking his death. So that's oh, like a, I didn't know about that. That's a lot of loss to like go through all at once. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think I think Joan is very healthy all the time. Like she's good at yeah processing things. Yeah, it was neutral for her, uh, mm-hmm. and there's nothing good for Sherlock. So yeah, like it was like it was it probably hurt her, but also she was able to you know, come out of it better. I think the apartment is good for her. I think she's very pretty. That's true. The, the apartment can is afford like... that with, uh, with the consultant money. Yeah. That, that, that was Kitty's secret motivation, that she's, she, she heard what a great apartment uh, Joan got from <laughs> this like, gig. Oh, man, that's going to be that's gonna be me in two years. <laughs> <laughs> I can own the friend's apartment. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I don't think anything has ever been... <laughs> The only thing good for Sherlock has been Joan being in his life, so yeah. her leaving is, you know. Uh, his his serial been good. He's doing uh, that and in, in two other emojis in this Discord. So. Oh yeah, yeah. The the bowl yeah. is holding it. It's either regular size or it's big. Um, <laughs> so uh, next question: What do you think about Kitty's introduction and the way she's seemingly changed how Sherlock reacts to stuff? I think Kitty's introduction is 
interesting. I think it's fun to have her like seem like she's maybe related to something else. Yeah. You know, like Joan thinks she's part of Ilana's group first and then he's like, wait a minute, you're with Sherlock. But <laughs> those are single stick moves is a very silly way <laughs> for Joan to recognize Sherlock's tutelage in someone else. Like, it is. And the the whole like, uh, oh, she's spying on her bit is like, I don't know. It's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's like a huge twist. Like, I mean, I've, yeah. I've known it's gonna happen because it was in the episode description mm-hmm. that he has a new pro- protege. Yeah. And Kitty is also on the back cover of this DVD. <laughs> uh, this box so. is really telling you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give me a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn on the, turn on my camera here for a second so I can show you the, back box of this dvd where like yep. Sherlock is sitting on the ground and the turtle is eating like a some cabbage lettuce. yeah and then uh and then kitty and joan are like looking scornfully at each other uh-huh and, uh, really and really shows you the whole character dynamic here it does and kitty's on the same side as sherlock and joan's on the other side so it's like yeah mm, new team up perhaps <laughs> how sherlock has she's changed how sherlock reacts to stuff I don't really. I I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really know because I mean, I think I think he like is trying to seem more like advanced to Joan. Like he's like, mm-hmm. now that I've met Kitty, I'm you know, I'm an elevated being. But like, I don't think that he's actually evolved yet in any kind of way. But his relationship to Kitty is very different than his relationship to Joan. So it'll be more obvious in like later episodes. But I do think that that's interesting when it starts happening. Yeah, because he's like more of a dad to her than than he was to joan and finally do you think sherlock and joan fight like an old married couple or like a couple of kids on the playground uh Uh. i think when they were partners uh yes it's hard it's both but i think (laughs) it's couple of kids on the playground and uh in later seasons it will be old married couple right now it's co-workers who went through a breakup like yeah i can't re- yeah <laughs> it's it's that awkward yeah, like, middle it's not it's not really you can't really say it's like of those. <laughs> like joan is like sherlock is like i'm actually over it i have no emotions about this i you know i think you're great joan and i think you know we could work together but i'm i'm past it and i have a new protege now so everything's fine and joan is like yeah i have no emotions about it either so that's fine i don't care yeah (laughs) i don't care that you broke up with me because i also feel fine and i don't feel replaced so eris thank you so much for the questions um eris says not very specific questions but i'm keen to know your thoughts feel free to just pick one they're kind of the same anyway no they're not they were all good so thank you for all of them great questions eris always love to hear your thoughts on the episodes for your we questions. love question and if you're listening to this episode thinking i bet val would love to hear my thoughts mm-hmm. join the discord come on in the water is i was gonna say warm but it's summertime so the water <laughs> is cool <laughs> jump on in you can also follow our twitter at lmnopcast but the discord is where i posted things like the screen cap of Sherlock in the isolator and where Yeah, you just got to join the Discord so you can see Johnny Lee Miller with weird facial hair. Oh yes. Yes, that is also very important. 
he's like smiling in this most recent, like the last picture with the soul patch. And I'm just like, what are you smiling about? He's like this weird, innocent smile. Like he's pretending like he doesn't have like the worst (laughs) facial hair you've ever seen. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. It's like, you know what you look like. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, oh man. Anyway, that's going to do it, uh, for us today. Um, I'm Val Flight Cub. You can find me on, on Twitter at Flight Cub Buh. And the second B stands for Beard on Johnny Lee Miller. It looks kind of weird. <laughs> and Janusz, where can we hear more from you, see more from you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Corrupt Version, uh, where you can mm-hmm. also see all my podcasts in my bio, uh, such as. Uh, a Song of Babies and Puppies, which is about the Song of Ice and Fire, or Who Watches the Watch, where we read all the Discworld books in chronological order. Or nice. some of the more recent ones, like Herzog View, which we just started recently with my friend Morgan from the Emoji Drum podcast, and uh, we're watching all of Werner Herzog's movies in chronological order. Ooh. So, you know, check that out. I was talking to somebody a couple months ago who didn't know who Werner Herzog was. was really? I was like, you know that episode of Rick and Morty? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. I don't think we'll talk about that episode. Maybe. Maybe we'll find a way to... You might have to... You might get there um, eventually, right? Because if you're watching them all in chronological order. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we kind of picked out the, like, the, like, actual movies i guess yeah, yeah, made. yeah um i guess voice not, acting we're not watching a, all of his yeah because yeah, he's, he's done a bunch of like short movies we're not really watching all of those mm. uh but i do think it would be funny to like talk about the rick and morty episodes so. <laughs> <laughs> maybe oh i'm mr such and such penis i have <laughs> missed oh god anyway um <laughs> wonderful and if you want to even listen to even more podcasts beyond just this one and all the ones that janos is in or on or near there's also noisespace.xyz which is a podcasting network that element op is on and my other uh, podcast zero to zero is on um isn't isn't nightmare and error on there too i think so i think so which janos has been on episodes of I have been on a bunch of episodes on Nightmare and Era. I killed that show because I was in the last episode and it was so good that we decided not to do, or Roy decided not to do any ones after that. Sorry, it's just... We do have a follow-up show to that, which is not on Noise Space, called Sicko and Ebert, uh, where we... It's currently on a break, but when we get back, uh, we're going to be watching uh, all these Saturday Night Live original movies. Oh, um, God. <laughs> Can't wait for the episode on on MacGruber. Oh, I, we might not watch it. We, we don't know if we'll, we'll watch that one. We, we want to watch the ones like from the nineties to early two thousands. Oh, like, gotcha, gotcha, um, gotcha. Yeah, the Chevy Chase stuff. Night at the Roxbury. Night at the Roxbury. Stuff like that. Um, Fair enough. Yes, yes. Wait, did I go too far back? Is Chevy Chase eighties? Chevy Chase is not Saturday Night Live original. I think like those are. Oh, he just. Yeah, he he just was on SNL and then had a career mm. after that. But we, there there was a <laughs> there was a, there was an era where SNL made a bunch of movies based on like skits or characters from SNL. Um, gotcha. And some of them bombed uh, okay. so bad that they were like pulled immediately after release. So you're telling me you're not gonna watch the Ghostbusters? No. Remake. <laughs> All right. Probably for the best. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie with that one, I think. Yeah. I liked it. I enjoyed that movie. Giga did not. 
those are the two opinions I know about it. Anyway, those, those um, are the only opinions that are. <laughs> and Sam hasn't seen it, so those are the three opinions actually. Yep, <laughs> zero to zero, we got them all. Anyway, do you have anything else you'd like to recommend to people? Uh, oh, you can buy my the book I wrote uh, called Immortal Incantations Heartspell. It's on Amazon. It's everywhere. And if you want to hear the second, the, the sequel to that, you should sign up to patreoncom watch where we're releasing chapters of Darkspell, the follow-up to Heartspell. Hell yes! Whenever they're ready. <laughs> Books take as long as they take. Yeah. That's excellent. Well, Janusz, thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for having me on. Just... This was uh, having had a great time with my friends Johnny Lee Miller and Lucy Lou <laughs> and uh, Gina Gershon. And whoever else is in this show, I don't remember the other actors. And our new enemy, Johnny Lee Miller with the weird mustache <laughs> and the little salt hat. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much to the listener for listening. That's all for now. This marble will keep on rolling. Bye. Bye. He's watching the detectives. Ooh, he's so cute. She's watching the detectives.